0: Hello and welcome to another episode, episode 41, 42, 41,
1: 41.
0: episode 41 of Die Hard on a Podcast and um, a friend of mine, right before I put on the podcast and I told him what we were doing, he made a pretty interesting comment, which is tonight we're doing the first movie that's actually still in the theaters while we're doing it um, with Ready Player One, because I don't think we've, as far as I know, we haven't done anything else that was like theatrically current, right?
1: Are we, are, we doing, are we doing Game Over Man? I thought we were doing Game Over Man.
0: Oh, yeah. I thought we were doing Game <laughs> Over Man and Ready Player One.
1: I mean, yeah, I mean we can. We can definitely do Ready Player One too. but okay. Don't make me watch Game Over Man just for the hell of it. Okay?
0: <laughs> well, it, <you sighs> know, actually, that brings up something that I wanted to talk about with what you guys thought about with um, Cans refusing to show or see any netflix movies because they're not shown in theaters like are you for that or against it and why
1: um i mean i don't i don't think it it doesn't bother me (laughs) it's not it's not really like i like hurting my whatever i do it's like Right. I guess I'll have a. Di- I guess I'll have a different, you know, perspective if if my movie gets like picked up by Netflix and not by Cannes
2: <laughs> or something. Yeah. that'd be the least of my worries. <laughs> yeah,
0: I'm sure you're not going to get real pretentious at that point.
2: <laughs> yeah, I thought it was a. Uh, uh... I guess it's a little stuffy or cans that's what i thought about them like yeah not deciding to do that and actually steven spielberg has a similar like he doesn't recognize that netflix movies are like real motion pictures he thinks that they're <laughs> like similar to like a made for tv movie
0: and huh. see C- i
2: yeah i mean he still he, he still shoots on film
1: so i mean he can i mean he can he can he can say that and like, i mean I, it makes sense i think cans should accept Whatever movie, it doesn't matter.
0: You know, And, like, I feel like also because it's Cans that they should take that stance. Like, yes, it is really stuffy and pretentious, but it's fucking Cans. It's supposed to be really stuffy and pretentious. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. You know? Um, Yeah, like, they're going
1: to play, like, the the Han Solo movie, but it's like, I mean, it's like, really? Like, why would you play that Cans just because, I don't like, it should be all French movies that are four hours long.
0: Right. Right. Absolutely.
2: (laughs) It and be, it's okay yeah it should be no like, lasers
0: yeah we should have like Edgar no Bro no man. lasers <laughs> yeah there's like a no lasers. pretentious lasers yeah cgi we will kick you in the balls
1: <laughs> unless it's a pretentious laser and then we're okay
0: right <laughs> and now now okay now i've i've already gotten ahead of time that trevor's not a big fan of game oh. over man. But, but you do have to admit that it's a very Die Hard like movie, right? Like. Oh yeah, yeah,
1: it's very Die Hardy. <laughs> even mentions the best joke in it is a Die Hard joke, at the beginning with the uh, the black nerd. I'm sure you just yeah. probably along because I look like the black nerd from Die Hard. It's yeah. Like, and no, Steve, I'm not. <laughs> no, Steve, I don't, or something like that. So yeah,
0: that was pretty good.
1: I, like, I think that's the best joke. <laughs>
0: i i thought it was pretty funny i i laughed. i like those workaholic guys this kind of humor though uh, i mean i'm not i'm not saying that cans should be like like they're like <laughs> oh man you know cans they're missing out because they didn't take they didn't accept game over man
1: <laughs> they done fucked up on this one man <laughs> yeah
0: To be be fair, I have not seen a Netflix movie yet that I thought, oh, boy, that could definitely (laughs) win cans.
1: (laughs) No, I haven't seen anything like that either. I'm like, I don't think I've seen one.
0: Yeah, no, definitely not. Um, Oh, go
2: ahead. I was going to say when I heard you guys were going to do it, I was pretty stoked because I thought it was very diehard esque I thought it was perfect for the podcast because it's also – a bad movie <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah so you're right it does meet two criteria of our podcast which is it's very diehard loot movie and it's pretty much a freaking b movie if that <laughs>
1: it's pretty, pretty terrible yeah i mean it was i mean it was fine i like the work of college guys too it was just like after a while i think i looked at the i think i, I kept having to stop it and start it Right, and then like at one point I, I stopped and started. I was like, oh, I gotta be almost t- towards the end. It's and it was, it was and it was only like an hour into it <laughs> yeah. with another forty minutes left. I was like, oh fuck.
0: <laughs> like, <laughs> now I did, I thought the part where they like they grabbed Shaggy and they were like sing sing, and he was like, okay, I just wrote this song about victims in Haiti, and they're like, fuck that, sing it wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, that was the, sh- the shaggy uh, cameo was awesome yeah i <laughs> thought
0: that was pretty good
1: <laughs> but what was uh what was fred Armisen doing in it he was he, he had like one joke yeah and like, had, like saw, one line yeah
0: and i saw him and i was like oh that guy's awesome i love him he's hilarious and then he just was sort of like meh
1: yeah like uh there's some other people who were like i think were supposed to be famous but i had no idea who they were right like you're <laughs> so all of a a sudden you feel really old yeah yeah, I, I was like, "It's like, John McHale," but then who's the who's the woman with him? Like, apparently, I'm supposed to know who that is. I don't know who that is.
2: <laughs> I like the Steve-O cameo. That was my favorite. Yeah, when, Steve-O. When them like, Steve-O was pretty good. I get it; it's a I prank, that, yeah. but it's a little dark.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah. the, the the was it the, the Pontius cameo at the end where he's like, "Fuck you! You did it! <laughs> you're, you're responsible for O's death. You are! Fuck you! Even you!"
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that wasn't too that wasn't bad. Uh and now okay, so another thing that I'd like our listeners to know is that Trevor actually didn't see Ready Player One, but he worked on it, so we're gonna give him a pass. <laughs> Like I, I can I
1: can say plenty about it if I need to. Yeah,
0: I was like I was like, wait, did you watch it? And you're like, well, no, but I did actually work on it while it was being made, and I'm like, all right, well, maybe you can get a little bit of a leeway there then.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think it changed much from when I saw it to when it actually came out,
0: right? <laughs> And, you know so what, did you, what, did you, what did you think of it I, I thought it was okay I really liked the book mm. a, I liked the book a lot and so the mm. fact that they were so dramatically changing the book from the movie um I yeah. feel like kind of sucked but I also <laughs> I understand like why they did it because like in the book you know the guy was totally obsessed with uh, the 80s and the whole thing is basically a huge 80s pop reference like 80s pop culture reference. And I feel like yeah. they said, well, we want to reach a whole argument, like not just the generation that grew up in the 80s. So we're just going to make it a pop cult, everything a pop culture reference in general, you know, uh, and I guess it still worked. I, I thought visually it looked really cool, you know,
2: kids movie, but no kids Would have been alive to know what those '80s references were. Yeah,
0: yeah, and and, and that's a very good, very good point. Is it was pretty much a kids' movie, and none of the kids would have ever heard of like Frogger or, or especially there's a part in the book about this video game that was black called Black Tiger, and I mean even if you grew up in the '80s, that was a really obscure video game. So maybe they should take that part out of it, you know?
2: Yeah, and like the main characters, he said his favorite movie was Buckaroo Banzai. Like no. He lives in 2045. They're never going to know what Buckaroo Bonsai was in 2045.
0: Right. Well, see, okay, now in the book it gets into that. In in the book it gets into the fact that the guy who created the Oasis said that the secret to finding the key is in his past. So like the youth generation, like the young generation, the cool thing to do is be super versed in 80s like pop culture you know like they have contests to see who knows more about john hughes movies and shit, you know uh, but of course the movie doesn't the movie doesn't explain that you know what i mean the movie doesn't explain that all the kids in that generation are super into his freaking like 80s pop culture
1: yeah is not that even like the first line of the book Hmm, it's be. almost like the first line of the book where he, where they mentioned that the eighties pop culture and that they never for some reason they never felt the need to put that into the movie. Just like just if you just threw that in there, it would make
0: everything make ton, more sense. a bunch of sense.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. it just make much more sense. Yeah, just like throw that one line in. Right. Like this guy was obsessed with the eighties. Bam. Done. Yeah,
0: yeah <laughs> exactly. He was obsessed with the eighties and there that's it. So then you'd see all these eighties references. <clears throat> Uh, and now another thing that I really was kind of disappointed in was that the 3d kind of fell flat. Like it started out like really strong. Like I saw it 3d and it started out mm-hmm. like really strong and there was some really, really cool 3d effects. But then after the first like 20 minutes or something, it, it was all kind of like, meh, you, you know, my mind wasn't blown by the 3d anymore. Whereas <laughs> some movies you get blown away the whole entire time, you know?
2: Yeah. I didn't see it with the 3D, so I didn't notice. Or I didn't pick right. up on that. Right, but uh, I can kind of see how, like, if. There was stuff going on everywhere, so, like, adding the 3D on top of that would have just made it, like, my eyes would have probably glazed over. Yeah,
0: and then that's kind of what, that is kind of what happens is, you know, there's so much shit going on, it's kind of hard for you to focus on little 3D effects because there's just shit going on. Like, like my same problem with the Transformers movies is there's so much shit going on in those Transformers movies, you you can't really see what's going on, you know? (laughs)
2: Yeah, I feel like it would be a good movie to, like, on the second watch, you'll be able to pick up a lot more of the stuff that's going on in the background.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and now, when you were working on that, Trevor, was there a lot of uh, emphasis on, like, all the crazy detail in it, or was it just more like, you get the shit done?
1: Um. Well, for, for, our, for us, we had it rotoscoped, which means, like, it was, it was all blacked out except for, like, like basically, whoever would start speaking, and then there would be like a circle open up, and so you'd just see their face.
0: Oh, okay. so we didn't see any
1: of the, we didn't see any of the other stuff until, I don't even know if we ever did get an actual like full
0: uh-huh.
1: one, but I, but I had to go to I had to actually go to Emblem when we first started working on it and watch like an early cut of it just so i'd have just so i'd know like the referencing because we kept complaining it was like we don't know who's talking to who and what and what's happening or anything right so so they, so they had me and this other guy from like one of the other departments go and watch the movie basically in in like their office basically while while a pa watched us watch it right well so we wouldn't st- Steal it or download it or do anything like that. Yeah,
0: like it's some dude, some dude in a fricking suit watched you and, and fingered his forty-five, like you know, kept cocking the hammer back. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I think I was, I think it was, I think it was some 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 assistant. Na- what was his name? I forget what his name was, but like at one point, like they had like lunch at like eleven o'clock, so everybody like had all these like s- like smelly like. Catered in like lunches because they just order stuff like whatever they felt like that day. Right. So he had like some sort of like l- lasagna because he just felt like lasagna that day. So I got some <laughs> like kid watching watching me watch, like watch this movie while he's like eating lasagna right there. It's like ah,
0: oh. you're like you douchebag. I'm hungry and I'm I don't work for Spielberg. You can suck it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think it. And the funny thing is, I, I'm pretty sure I left my Redskins cap there, like so somewhere like somewhere in emblem. There's like a Redskins like like. Like beanie stuck in like the couch somewhere.
0: <laughs> nice. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Have you ever see that in the movie? If you, you see that in a later movie, i will be like, "Yeah, it's mine."
0: You left him. You left him an Easter egg. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's right.
1: <laughs> I can't wait for that reference in two thousand forty-five
0: Redskins right. <laughs> You'd be like, "Oh and yeah, seat. that was Trevor's Redskins hat."
1: <clears throat> the funny thing is too like when you'd ask them about a script or something there was, there was basically like a locked a, a locked safe next to to me which they would like you know I mean do the do the lock open it up look at it say no that's not the line close it put it back <laughs> in the safe and do the thing and then go back I was like what you, can I just look at it please like, that's so like, crazy. they're so fucking they were just so fucking paranoid. I was like, I don't, like nobody gives a shit. Come on.
0: Yeah. Well, but of course, I mean, you know, like it's in, in the world we live in leaks, leaks cost them millions of dollars, you know?
1: Yeah. But like we have less security on like the Marvel movies. <laughs> right. <laughs> wow. And there's, and those guys are fucking like, they really like, if, if we get, if, if anything like that from that leaks, like we are fucked, but
2: yeah, like spielberg
1: yeah they even had to do that with the post i was like who gives a shit about the post
0: (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) like really not not like it's freaking game of thrones or something you know
1: why is tom hanks rotoscoped then nobody
0: cares (laughs) and now what what does a rotoscope mean that means like everything's blacked out except for when somebody speaks then it shows you their face
1: yeah, like it just means like like everything but like this particular part is vertoscoped. It's like yeah, blacked out except for their face or like if something's happening, they usually like kind of like give 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 like show that as well, just so we kind of know what's happening. But most of the time it's just like all black until somebody speaks.
0: Right.
2: That sounds incredibly confusing.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> this whole virtual like, world, you can't see any of.
1: And then you are just like, it's like you got this wrong. you're like well, of course we got that fucking wrong can't see anything yeah <laughs> <To> expect
0: <laughs> you know yeah you freaking tell me to tell me to be a sniper and then blindfold me <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah you, from now on Trevor you have to edit by sense of smell <laughs>
1: <laughs> I <know> exactly sometimes
2: <laughs> pinball wizard
0: yeah exactly <laughs>
2: Well, Tim. So, what did you think of the, the Ready Player One?
0: I, think, I mean, overall, I liked it. You know, I feel like it did. Like, even though they took a lot of liberty with the details, it did kind of stay true to the book as far as the story mm. and the feel. The whole kind of like Willy Wonka aspect of it, you know. Um, yeah. <laughs> what
1: aspect. It's like basically the same storyline, right? It, <laughs> it, yeah,
0: exactly. It is pretty much it's Willy Wonka in virtual reality.
1: Yeah. hilarious um
0: and you know that's another thing i've wanted to bring up to talk on other than the podcast is you know like i'm there for a little while now i kind of got out of it but i was really really big into like the virtual reality thing that's happening like i paid the thousand dollars to get the freaking super ultra vr setup and i wonder like what do you guys think about like filmmaking in the future and having like is is virtual movies going to be a thing? Like where I mean, it, it already is a thing where you know you put on your VR and it takes you through the movie, but you're actually completely submersed in it.
2: I think that's probably uh, I mean... a thing that will happen. You know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> whether we want to or not. <laughs>
0: right, right. Well, like James Cameron came out and put out a big rant about it and how he said that it was just a fad and that. You know, and that you're never going to see any serious films done in a virtual reality setting, and that you know that that time has proven that the big screen in a theater is like the the best format. Um, now, that being said, there's there's actually been a couple people who have made like they're not they're not virtual reality games; they're completely narrative. Uh, you know, kind of like where you just get it. Like, there's one that's actually really creepy, yeah. and the story is is that. You have uh, this guy has been kidnapped. You, as the observer, have been kidnapped by a serial killer, and he just slowly freaking tortures you while you're strapped down. And I'll admit, (laughs) it's creepier. It's it's creepier and more visceral than watching a movie about a serial killer torturing somebody. You
1: know, (laughs) obviously,
0: yeah.
2: Um, Sounds like a terrible way to spend a Friday.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, and you know, the weird thing is though, is there's a serious disconnect where when as soon as the illusion shatters it shatters big like the first time the serial killer goes to cut you and you don't feel it you know like up until he's cutting you when he's just got you like strapped in and he's tormenting you with the knives and what he's gonna do and all that it's really really like actual butt puckering scary but then as soon as he actually takes the scalpel and cuts you and it doesn't hurt you're like this is fucking stupid this isn't scary at all You know, like I mean, like it immediately like breaks the illusion. Like it's pretty wild. Um, now, of course, that may change when they start introducing like haptic feedback in it and stuff. Like in in Ready Player One, how you know if you got hit, you could actually feel it in the real world because you had a haptic suit on. Um, but Why you know, would you? I was thinking
2: about that. Why would you want that? Like, <laughs> right, right. I don't want to feel like I'm getting shot. Like,
0: yeah, I don't want to feel like I'm getting cut or, or a sword's cutting me or anything. You're right, you know. Or kicked in the balls. <laughs> like. uh, yeah. Uh,
1: <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Uh, did you ever see uh, Strange Days? Because that like, that's yes. kind of like how that... That was like a virtual reality. Like, they mm-hmm. would sell... From the well, <laughs> I think it took place in, like, 2010 or something like that.
0: Yeah. Like in the distant. It might past. have been on the
1: millennium. It might have been the, like the millennium or something. It might have been on two thousand.
0: No, it was it was the early... Yeah, it was like two thousand five <laughs> or something. And then you like you could yeah. download other people's experiences, right? And then like you like put a chip in your head and it or like there was like a headset and you put the chip on and then all of a sudden you like got to experience what happened to that person.
1: Yeah, it was like a like a huge like first person basically a first person account, but like real life type thing. Right. It oh. kind of reminds me of like the virtual reality thing. Like you know, it would be almost the same way.
0: Yeah. Now I'll tell you what what <laughs> there. What re- was really effective? Okay. Like all of the horror games fall flat in my opinion because they're all super based on je- jump scares, right? Mm-hmm. Except mm-hmm. for one that I played, and what was genius about it was it was all about misdirecting you from the, the junk scare and like did you ever see the old Twilight Zone with William Shatner where there's the monster out on the frickin', um airplane and he's mm-hmm. he's mm-hmm. ripping up the freaking wing on the airplane and William Shatner's the only one that can see it Yes okay well they also okay well basically it was that scenario right but it doesn't mm-hmm. tell it doesn't tell you in the beginning of the game that that's what's going on. Um, it, it starts giving you directions. Like there's a girl in the seat next to you and it's like, get the girl to give you the peanuts. So you have to like touch the peanuts. And she's like, do you want to, you know, do you want the peanuts? And you see, you have to nod. And then when you nod, she's like, okay, sure. You can hand the peanuts and then you have to take them. Right. And then once you take the peanuts and you go back into the sitting position, there's a fucking face in the window of a demon. And it's terrifying, you know, because you've been so <laughs> focused on getting the peanuts off this bitch, you didn't see the demon coming up and freaking scaring you. And it's really, really scary. Um, <laughs> And that was kind of cool. Yeah. Do- oh, go ahead.
1: Do you ever have to eat the peanuts? No,
0: no, no! but what's funny yeah. is you actually have to throw the peanuts. There's a guy who takes his shoes off and sticks them out into the fricking, uh, into the aisle. And I guess it stinks. So then you have to hit him in the head with the peanuts <laughs> to get him to put his shoes back on. And then once you, once you get him to put his shoes back on, you look over again and the fricking wings on fire and the demons like crash in the plane. It ends with the plane crashing and you die. It's kind of sweet.
1: Spoiler. Hmm. Spoiler, peanuts alert. never Sorry. really <laughs> Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, no, but like the peanuts were just a device. Like, whereas all the other horror movies, it's like or horror games, it's like you're in a haunted house and you're gonna open the window and oh, you open the window, surprise, there's a ghost in it, you know. But like you're you're so conditioned that you know that something's coming, it's not scary. But whenever they actually did something that took your mind off the fact that you're supposed to be afraid, it worked really well.
1: Twilight Zone's awesome because the the guy the thing on the, the on the wing is like a, a guy in like a monkey suit.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> it's like the least scariest thing I've ever seen. Right, I love Twilight Zone, so. but that's yeah. I've
2: They remade <laughs> that one with uh, John Lithgow yeah. as the William Shatner part. That was funny too.
0: Yeah,
2: I was like, and that was that was scarier. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dick from Third Rock from the Sun.
0: I believe it's right. <laughs> Didn't a bunch of people die making the Twilight Zone remake? I think they did.
2: Yeah, during the
1: the John Landis one. Mm-hmm. Oh damn. Vic, Vic Morrow, I think, died, and somebody else, and yeah. a couple kids.
0: Like one of the sets fell apart, or one of the sets sets fell apart and crushed them, or something.
1: Like a helicopter
0: crashed. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Like chopped,
1: and like chopped them in half. Oh my yeah. gosh
0: yeah i remember because i remember that well there was that there was an actual video like a faces a death of it or something
1: i think so or something like that but yeah
0: but, uh, yeah every time i think of that twilight zoo movie that's all i can think about is this horrible image that i saw when i was a kid of these people dying making it and how you watch and be
1: like it wasn't really worth it I don't know. It's, yeah. like, <laughs> it's an okay movie but uh, the TV show's better
0: right now, have you watched Black Mirror? Black Mirror is definitely worth it if you like the Twilight Zone.
2: I was actually just thinking about that when you were talking about the helicopter <laughs> chopping people in half.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I, think, I think I saw the first season, but I haven't watched any of the newer stuff.
0: Yeah, and it's pretty good. Although after like the third season, it's kind of like, hey, I bet it's something about fucked up shit that can happen with technology.
1: <laughs> you yeah, I was gonna say like, yeah. oh no, this technology is bad for you. Yeah. Oh,
0: fuck. <laughs> I feel um, like I think
1: they're just like really intense. So every time I watch one of them, I'm like, I need to take like three weeks and yeah. I'll watch the next one,
0: <laughs> and then watch the next one. I can see that they are they are quite intense.
1: It's like the 22 minutes of Twilight Zone where it's just like bam, bam. It's like it's so good.
0: Yeah, it, it's an hour and it's crazy and yeah. And then you you think, oh man, I hope the future's not really like that.
1: Then <laughs> you're like, oh shit, it is. Yeah, Ugh. you're like, damn it, <laughs> damn
0: it. We have microphones that listen to us 24 hours a day. <laughs>
2: The nice. 2045 uh, in Ready Player One looked like it. It an episode of Blackbeard.
0: Yeah. It <laughs> yes. did look like a lot
2: of especially, especially when they showed uh, Columbus, Ohio and the trailers all stacked on top of each other.
0: Yeah. <laughs> now, Columbus wasn't like that when you lived there, was it, Trevor?
2: <laughs> no, there were a lot of
1: trailers, but not stacked on top of
0: each other. Not yet. It
1: hasn't gotten that far <laughs> yet. <laughs> no. They didn't start stacking them yet.
0: No, so We got that going for us. We got a little more, a little more time before Columbus goes bad.
1: Yeah, I mean it's bad. It's just not stacking, stacking trailers on top of each other bad.
0: So. <laughs> well, and you nice. know, I thought it was funny that they actually made reference to the Akira bike because you know she was riding that Akira bike, and they're like, "Who's that on the Akira bike?" And I was like, "Hey, that is the Akira bike." Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I mean, technically, you know, technically it was Tetsuo's bike, but I'm a nerd, so.
1: (laughs) What's the thing, too, with the references? I thought the references from what I saw and heard, like, from the music, I thought it could have been a little more obscure than it is in the movie. I'm not sure how it is in the book.
0: Well, you know, in the the book, it kind of goes back and forth. Like, some of the references, it actually goes painstaking detail describing, like, This is a John Hughes reference from 16 Candles when blah, blah, blah says to, you know, and then other ones that is really freaking obscure, just like, oh, yeah, you know, you freaking I was playing joust and it called me buzzard bait, you know, which if you've played joust, you know, that's (laughs) a big thing. But if you haven't, you're like, what the fuck, you know,
1: I just thought with the the music, the music choices just seemed pretty from what I remember seeing. It was just like pretty basic, like the tears for fears and. Yeah, like Van Halen and shit like that. I was like you kind of you could have gotten like a little more obscure with like a, a more obscure Van Halen song from that right? 80s or, or like something you know
0: like or like play some freaking Echo and the Bunny Men who are like super yeah. super eighties music, but they weren't super like all over the place, you know? And you know how
1: how they would be totally into Echo and the Bunny I mean,
2: come on.
0: yeah, exactly. They
2: totally.
1: Wouldn't.
0: How could they not be? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Were the characters the same in the movie that were in the book? Because yes. I felt like they were pretty, uh, like they were all stereotypes. I felt like
0: yes, and they were all kind of stereotypes in the book too.
2: Okay, solid. So, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, they were like the, the the characters. And now, one thing that's kind of funny is that um, the guy who lived, like you know, the um, there was the creator and then his best friend, and they kind of broke up. Uh, and the guy who like was still alive was very much of a bigger character and you know he mm-hmm. had a much bigger role in the book than he did in the movie
2: yeah they got simon Pegg for that guy so i was expecting when i saw him earlier that he was going to be in there much more
0: right and when i when i saw the same thing when i saw they got simon Pegg for it i thought oh he would be awesome to play that guy that guy has a really big role in the freaking book and he you know they kind of <laughs> delegated him to a minor character <clears throat>
1: He doesn't really do much except until the end, really, and, and a couple of the flashbacks, but for the most part, he doesn't.
0: No. He, you like his,
1: he's, yeah. uh, he's the he's. <laughs> you don't know that until the end.
0: Right, and he's, he's a lot more active with helping um, the gunter, or what's his name, uh, Percival, with helping him along. Hmm. Hmm. And, well, you know, I guess we should maybe, t- there, was, there was actual um, male penis in Game Over, man. So there's that.
1: Lots. Lots. Of there was lots. a ton of male There was a lot man.
0: of dick. You know, and I, I do have to give it to, you know, it's kind of edgy in 2018 to use a dick, like an actual human dick for comedic effect, but they did it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that, they pulled it off, but they did it. <laughs> my brother has a theory about that. Uh-huh. That
2: guy's dick, they got cut off. Every scene you look at it, it gets bigger. Like it's bigger in each <laughs> scene. <laughs> it's like huge
1: at the end it's like yeah.
2: Yeah. someone get me my dick
1: (laughs) it's like she's like she's like 2 it. it's like what the fuck
2: it's enormous he calls it the python I love that yeah that's right I mean it looks like it I mean (laughs) she's
0: that did get pretty (laughs) ridiculous that's for sure
2: and it was like the thing it was another movie where they're pretty hard on dogs
1: that's right That's that's right they blew up the dog
0: it's, it's another dog hating movie. Ah, so terrible. yeah, I'm I'm Parable excited movie. for the Han Solo movie. Though. <laughs> I'll just throw that out there. The Han Solo movie is gonna be awesome because Han Solo is awesome.
2: <laughs> the the guy so. that's playing Han Solo has he been in anything else? Because I don't recognize him.
1: I Me mean, neither. He was in Hail Caesar, Gypsy Hail Caesar. Yes,
2: I did see Hail Caesar.
1: He was the, he's like the cowboy guy. Mm. The cowboy actor. With uh, Ray Fiennes, where he's like, 'Twas a tour, so simple.' It's like, why are you doing up with your head? That scene. I just can't that's the best scene ever. Exactly. But... <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I remember. It okay. <laughs> was a tour, so simple. It was God, this thing's so good. Why you keep moving your head? Well, because you keep doing No, don't just keep hearing that. still. <laughs> Why that's, you keep saying it with an accent? Well, because that's how you're saying it. No, just say it. With a story. That's
0: actually not a bad idea We're gonna, with, to do that movie at some point.
2: Um, how, so have you guys there? done any Coen Brothers movies?
0: I, I don't think we have
1: no because they're not they're, they're like good movies and I don't know yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that's
0: true. true you're right they're, they're really good at the format yeah they're good movies and they're not real uh hardy.
1: we could do a we could do like uh like we were doing the, the film school stuff we could do like uh just a cohen's
2: there's a hostage in fargo i feel like that's a, a police connection
0: <laughs> yeah um, it is a hostage. Freaking William Macy's from the same hotel, hometown as me and Trevor. There you go. So there's that. There you go.
1: Let's, that's two connections. Let's yeah. do this. <laughs> Let's do this. So are we
0: Let's dive into Cohen's. Are we going to do Fargo or what What should we do?
2: I think you should Maybe do, do, do serious something. Serious yeah. Man. Serious Man.
0: Yes.
1: <laughs> I would love to do Serious Man. Ah, oh, so good.
0: I don't think I've seen that.
1: Oh, it's good. Oh, you really? didn't watch that one.
0: Okay. Yeah. So I'll we'll watch that.
1: It's, it's a serious man and we can do Hail Caesar as well.
0: Okay, Serious Man and Hail Caesar, I like it.
1: The most anti-die-hard movies probably we've done.
0: Right. So that's it. Episode 42. <laughs> I mean, even though it should be The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, we'll do the Coen Brothers. <laughs> okay. And, and it'll be the anti-die-hard anti-die-hard episode. Uh, and we're we're pretty much at the uh, at the LA end of the podcast. Cool. So, so cool. We'll see you guys next week or the week after, um, depending on our technical abilities. Well, we'll do Hail Caesar and Sirius Man. Uh, thanks for watching. <laughs> uh, like, subscribe, and comment.
1: Shout <laughs> yeah, you one guy. Yeah. See you.
0: See you, one dude.
1: Mm-hmm.